0: on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello, and welcome back to another session of the Evolvement Chair Podcast with your host, Lakeisha. And I have a very special Guest in studio with me today, um, which was so like sporadic, but nothing but God, because (laughs) I was like, yes, I need to have you on. Um, I have Miss Jasmine from the Initiative radio show, but she's also an educator all the way from L.A. Yes. You want to say hi to the TC listeners? Hey, what's up, what's up?
1: (laughs) I'm glad to be here. Definitely glad to be here. Yes. Before we walkies.
0: Yes. Before we dive into today's discussion Uh um you know we thank shouts out to brunch with besties podcast sherry renee and chanel um for coordinating this great event for us last night which is what brought you out here to be a part of the super podcast panel so many dope milwaukee pods out here um that gave advice um and just their perspectives on potting and the good news radio station Mm. um just being great hosts as well. Um, I love the energy last night. I yeah. wish um, everybody could hear the information about how to start a podcast. And, and if you're thinking about it, what it's like, the um, highs and the lows. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, I just I just so enjoyed it. What was your takeaway from the podcast um, panel?
1: I think one thing that I realized the the community that you guys have out here with the mm. Milwaukee pods um, and even just the different, like, language that you guys are using, like the pod oh, family or, okay. you know, how you called him, like the pod father or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's just really cool to see that you guys have a really dope community and it's, you know, embedded. It, it's black people mm-hmm. um, doing it because you need, you know, you need that support. Um, I appreciated that. And then even the conversations about monetizing because I never, you know, thought, like, you know Mm -hmm. to monetize it it was just something like hey i just i i want to do this out of the kindness of my heart Mm -hmm. if y'all get it y'all do um but i just never thought to so um that you know is now something that i you know want to go back home and and look into and Mm -hmm. then bettering that uh and then also like the way that everybody had on their their shirts Mm -hmm. um everybody had invested into something and i was telling keith this morning like it wasn't even that they were trying to sell it it was just you so that you know who we are yeah um, that you just at least know cuz i was asking everybody like do you have more shirts and they're like no you only got these two and i'm like <laughs> yeah, i want to buy them you know but i'm like and that says a lot where you're not trying to make money yeah. you invested and expected no return yeah. and i think that says a lot and i saw that a lot and even when y'all walked in y'all hugged everybody yeah y'all literally and i'm like i'm sitting there like to <laughs> everybody like you guys hugged everybody and it it was just such a good environment to be in and it it was very welcoming it didn't because you guys are your group Mm -hmm. Us being from la it didn't feel like we had to impose ourselves upon you guys you guys were very welcoming so i appreciate that you know more than just being in that space like that i'm gonna take that back home with me that experience back home with me and you know try to help make sure we're we're creating that in la That family aspect that I I really, really appreciated being in that space with y'all last Uh night
0: yeah well we are definitely glad to have y'all and again shouts out to brunch with besties podcast sherry renee and chanel because without them you know we wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet you guys and talk to you all yeah and to just intermingle and have a great time yeah (laughs) yes so you've been in milwaukee for a few days so thankfully the weather has been good to you
1: yeah it definitely (laughs) i thought it was because um i was in new york at the beginning of march so Mm -hmm. It was very cold out there, but it was oh. it, I got through it. it. It wasn't raining or snowing, so I'm like, that's the good part. Okay. So when I came out here, I'm like 40 degrees. okay, this feels like New-, New York weather. Yeah. So I overpacked. Um, but you know it has been it has been very um, pleasant. The weather has not been bad at all. Oh good. So yeah, it's it's been cool.
0: Good, yeah. good. So hopefully you'll be able to get to see more things. Um, I know for me, just yesterday was pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a great opportunity. Um, to talk to about forty girls. Okay. Um, with another dope therapist, Kenya Brown. Um, and shouts out to Jade. Um, Jade is so dope. Um, thirty eleven is her brand. Okay. She has leotards and other um. Apparel clothing um, for sale. So check her out. She's doing some great stuff in the community. And she's actually out in California. Oh, I believe really? L.A. Okay. Like she, she, it's been a little while since she's been out there. Okay. She's moved from Milwaukee to there. Okay. um, So she came back um, for her birthday weekend. Um, to do a fundraiser and the event that I was a part of was called the gym project, which focused on um, just uplifting, motivating, empowering young girls. Okay. Um, And it was so awesome because they had like, um, a, a session where they were painting and, and they painted their emotions and feelings and all mm. that stuff in it. Of course, dancing was involved because okay. she is a dancer. Jade okay. is a dancer. Um, And it, it was just really a dynamic experience just to talk to the young girls. It, it ranged from 10 to 18 year olds. Okay. And just hearing them talk about um, if they had somebody who, a trusted adult to talk about how they felt. Um just giving them the tools and techniques on how to have those conversations with right, their parents because right. you know sometimes like I envisioned myself just being a teenage girl. I didn't want to talk to my parents about yeah, how I felt. Yeah, that is very true. Mm, yeah. You know what was going on in my life.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's Sometimes it's just not a comfortable feeling.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Especially, you know, um, uh, and, and, and and the uniform thing in the room, everybody had a spiritual base. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I know that other piece growing mm-hmm. up in church. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I was
1: going to lead into, too. Like, that, you know, you don't not trying to be thrown on the altar every time you go and tell somebody <laughs> something. Like, so it's it's like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to, re- you know, not be thrown on the altar today if I got to keep this yeah. to myself. But I'm like, yeah, being born and raised in the church, um, it kinda forces you to kinda hide some things. Yeah. And then being with your my parents and my grandparents being in leadership, um, mm-hmm. like how dare you go through mm-hmm. stuff, you know, like yeah. um and then even when you did, it was like, Oh, well, what have you been doing? Like, yeah. well, why can't you know, my car can't just be messed up today because it just it's messed up. It gotta be tied into <laughs> what, what, what do, I was doing in was church. Doing. Yeah, and I'm like, um, yeah, but I mean, and it's a tough thing growing up, um, you know, in the church and, and, you know, you would think it's a beautiful thing. And even how they talk about with leadership, um, pastors, I've heard many leaders go, you know, it's not glamorous Mm -hmm. being the child of a leader. It's not glamorous either. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just one of those things like, you know, you, you learn how to just suck stuff in and you just like, all right. And I mean, it has bettered me now. Um, like as an adult where I don't, necessarily need people to fix things a lot Mm -hmm. it's just like oh i can i can deal with that you Mm -hmm. know if you're and even little stuff like i think on one of the flyers and this is very minor but um keith from the good news um made a flyer my name my middle name was spelled wrong um and he had to fly her up for like months <laughs> or whatever. And he would post it every time I did a new show, which was weekly. And I'm like, I see the name is messed yeah. up. But I'm like, I'm not gonna trip off of it. So mm-hmm. like I was like, you know, it'll come up whenever it comes up. So then we were sitting in the studio and I'm like, um, and this is months after he made the flyer. I'm like, uh, Keith, um, my name is misspelled on the flyer. And he was like, You just now recognize her. And I'm like, <laughs> It wasn't a big deal. Right. You know, like yeah. a, the message was still able to get out like you know it it just wasn't a big deal like it was just what it was um and that also goes into like when you say something's wrong to church people they kind of flip out on you and and i you know have that in the back of my head like oh Mm -hmm. if i say something or point out something wrong to someone um because of what they did in the church they flipped Mm -hmm. out they might you know respond negatively Mm -hmm. and that still affects me to today like as a grown person um Mm -hmm. but you know you you just being a, a preacher's kid, I guess you you have your <laughs> we have our traumas. See, they think we're bad, but it's like maybe it's for a reason because nobody is really like you know yeah. dealing with our issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nobody really is like trying to figure out what's wrong. It's just you're a preacher's kid. He must mm-hmm. be preaching the gospel to you every day, so you, right. shouldn't, so you shouldn't go be through anything
0: misbehaving, yeah,
1: and dealing with your emotions, right? Like okay, yeah, he's preaching. He is preaching every day, but that's not helping me right now. <laughs> but yeah. It's, it has its ups and
0: downs. It I does. Guess, yeah. It does. Um, one thing I took away, a young lady mentioned. Um, just because c- we were just on the conversation mm-hmm. about um having somebody other than a friend. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, especially their age, because you know sometimes we got them friends. Even even now as adults, sometimes we got them friends that's a rolly for us, and mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Girl, I'm with you, even though you're wrong. Right. I-, I got your back. No, I I don't I don't need you to have my back. It, yeah. Um, and you know, we, we just extended upon having a trusted adult and one young lady was like, well you know I don't talk to my mama mm. like when I talked to her before then it was just like she used it against me or tried to be like yeah. hey what you doing and she was like you know so ever since then she, cause she was like I feel like it's gonna be a trap that's what she said mm. and I was like oh a trap huh mm. how <laughs> well, you know and that's when she went like you know when I told her something last time she just used it against me and was right. holding on to it mm. so she was like I, I don't feel like I can talk to her mm-hmm. and you know just for me as a parent um, I have two kids I have a 10 year old and a nine year old a boy and a girl and I know the importance of having an open relationship with them Mm -hmm. because I want them to be able to come to me and share with what they're going through definitely I will correct it in love because right. I am a believer in the word um and in God and so you know having that match up with you know how he wants me to raise them right but also in the same breath I am aware of being in that natural piece <laughs> mm. of things right and so you know definitely cultivating them with that love and compassion as they're sharing yeah. how they're feeling what they're going through yeah. And so, you know, just, just a reminder for us as parents, you know, w- sometimes we have to put ourselves in our kids' shoes and just think back on how we were yep. and how we felt yep. when our mama and daddy yep. was like, nah, you, you okay? Why are you feeling like that? Yep. You, you know, so sometimes we have to take a step back and, and get back to ourselves and that memory piece of us when we were little. Yeah. And people
1: are, are so far removed from themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, just... I often say the reason why I am I move so much in the community and I'm not saying... Mm. And not even speaking to my um, effectiveness because mm-hmm. um, that can only be told by the person that's being affected. But the reason why I do so much in the community is because I, I live by be, you know, what you need to somebody else. Mm. Um, and, and you'll even hear some people go, you know, like be what you need, um, what you needed as a child. But mm-hmm. I'm like, as an adult... I want to be what I need now to somebody else um, and just be in that and not being far removed from what my traumas and my hurt, you know, is. Mm-hmm. And I have to identify, like, you know, if I am needing this, where is it stemming from? Okay, yeah. this hurt. So now let me now be someone else's, you know, healer, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and not and, and have to identify with it myself, but be someone else's healer because I don't have that. Mm-hmm. So I think... And, and making the world a better place. And I know it's such a cliche, (laughs) but and making even the spaces around you a better place, you have to be um, what you want to others, Mm -hmm. even if it's not being shown to you, Um, you know, show that love first Mm -hmm. and then, Mm -hmm. you know, watch it come back. That's, I mean, that's really how it works with me supporting, you know, the homeless or supporting the kids. Mm -hmm. I've received more support from my peers Mm. Um, and which didn't happen at first but I had to right. go and show it to somebody else yeah. then it came to me in the form of which I was looking for it in the beginning um, mm. but I had to go and dish it out to somebody else I had to go and say am I someone who deserves that support Yeah. and then go and show okay even if I'm not getting it mm-hmm. I'm still going to go and give this to somebody else and and now um, I receive so much love um, Just mm-hmm. just a lot of love because of the work that I'm doing but I had to put in something, something to get it, yeah. yeah, it wasn't mm. free, yeah. the support isn't free, yeah <laughs> yeah you that's really that. good, yeah yeah
0: that's a word <laughs> <laughs> On that's a word <laughs> yes
1: i i always um my friends that were born and raised in the church, um, and it you know you can probably attest to it, but mm-hmm. we it's it's a different dynamic uh, yeah. from those friends that were or even friends that you didn't grow up with but they were born and raised Mm -hmm. in the church like Mm -hmm. just the things you can connect on but we have this like running thing and it's like girl we gonna be in a seminar one day and headlining (laughs) whatever like we were talking about and be like um one of my sisters she um she was talking to me and I was like telling her like you know that's a limiting fear and I have this thing where you if it's something that you want to get rid of that's internally like Mm -hmm. give it a name so that you can like physically dismiss it yeah um so she was like okay um she's gonna name her fear felicia so i'm like okay so (laughs) say bye felicia to your whatever it is that you're fearful Uh of so this uh is a running thing that we have and and we were just sitting there like watch we're gonna be in a church one day and being evangelists (laughs) or whatever and the bye felicia sermon (laughs) for some young girls (laughs) or whatever and and it's funny because we do that like how you just said Uh. that's a word we're like we're always like That's a seminar. Like, we need to write that down because in about 15 years, we probably going to be in them steps to creating seminars. Uh So let's uh get it. But that's—and it's funny because we just have that, you know, like, running thing where it's just like, yeah, we'll be doing seminars one day for the church. All right. Yeah, so— Praise the Lord. (laughs) All right. All right. I don't know which way I'm going, but I mean— they didn't told me enough times that I would be in the pulpit, so I guess I gotta kind of like I can run see that. with it mm-hmm. i I mean, you know, like I said i don't I mm. can't see anything right now, I'm just mm. walking, so yeah, just walking, hey, and trusting
0: God along yeah the way.
1: yep that that's that's the big thing, yeah mhm,
0: good, yeah, so I wanna dive into my pop therapy segment, and okay. so pop therapy I created um. Which focuses on either a current event of some sort, an article, a movie, um, a song, um, a podcast, anything that is more, um, within society okay. and giving it almost like a therapeutic twist to it okay. with a therapeutic perspective, sort of kind of <laughs> just another way for people to look at it. And um, one thing that you kind of talked about um, yesterday at the podcast panel, and I was like, Oh, I'm going to be talking about that during my pop therapy segment okay. is Jay Cole yes. and his new CD that yes. he dropped. You know, I don't know how many of you guys listened to it, um, but what caught my, just my attention was his song called Friends. Mm. And I'm gonna pull up the lyrics cuz I want to read a few of them for okay. people so um they'll know what I'm talking about okay. just in the event that they have not um listened to him. Now you know he he do got some profanity in here but y'all know how I roll, I don't. <laughs> so you know, right. <laughs> I won't I won't I won't use that language. <laughs> um Because, like, I literally, like, every verse was like, oh, my gosh, this Mm -hmm. is something great. But, of course, y'all know me. Like, my brain never stops. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Right. So, anything, the slightest thing that's talking about therapy Mm -hmm. and trauma, y'all know. Right. It be like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, he says, there's all sorts of trauma from drama that children see, type of stuff that normally would call for therapy, but you know just how it go in our community. Keep that stuff inside. It don't matter how hard it be. Fast forward, them kids is grown mm-hmm. and they blowing trees and popping pills due to chronic anxiety. And that that's
1: and and I posted on Instagram today how that album made me want to cry. Mm. Um, and I'm I was working out yesterday, and cause it came out a few days ago, but within the preparation of trying to come here, I mm-hmm. didn't really get a chance to sit down. So I did like an hour on the elliptical and I told mm-hmm. myself I'm going to just, you know, listen through the mm-hmm. album straight. And I'm sitting, you know, busting my butt on this elliptical mm-hmm. like, and and people know I was at a an event where I was like the special guest on Wednesday and um, they were asking me questions and people are now being able to see my love. Um, mm. and he asked me, which is something, and I, I say it often or I express it often, but he was just like, you have, a, um, he asked me, he was like, you have a deep love for our black young boys. Mm. Um, and this is just was in his questions. And he was just like, so where does that, you know, stem from? And like I said yesterday, there are black males are being disserviced in society. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're being criminalized, uh, nine-year-olds, eight-year-olds, they're being yeah. criminalized on a huge scale where they're not able to be children. And I go, we have advocates, you know, for everybody else, but we don't advocate enough for our black males. Mm. So then that's where I'm going to come in because I, I've i I've been raised to care for black males. Like I said, I have three young brothers. Yeah. Um, and I've been raised and, and like, you know, undergirded. To take mm-hmm. care of them. Mm-hmm. So that's just when I love, that's that's where it is. And even in the school, like, um, some of the worst boys will gravitate towards me.
0: Mm-hmm. And I go, if
1: I have the effectiveness to reach you, I will be a fool not to hold on to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he told that story and the traumas. And like I said, and I say this often where I'm able to see the gangbanger 15 years mm-hmm. before you see him dead in the grave or yeah. before you see him in jail I'm able to see them 15 years so when he said that I'm like I've been saying that and the fact that he was able to just put a soundtrack or album out that just advocated for our young black males like mm. that's what he did and it yeah. just really you know like tugged at my heart like they are suffering they are they're suffering so much and and the fact that people see them as monsters and they don't get they don't ever get to look at them as babies Mm. and that's why i seem like you got y'all are so young you know Mm -hmm. we're supposed to live to like 70 years old Mm. and they're being criminalized the first 10 years of their lives Mm. they don't get to live as children innocent children it's just like yeah so when he you know he said that it's just like thank you yeah thank you for voicing that Um, And just to black men, like if any black man is listening, like these young boys have the same stories as you and they need to understand that they're not the only ones going through it. So tell your stories Mm -hmm. very vividly. Tell your stories. Put your music out. Put your poems out. Put your books out. Do all of that because there's young boys who are dying to hear like these rap songs like everybody's like oh you know i don't like rap the boys like it because mm-hmm. that's something they can identify with yes. so then let's think if we put out music that talks about the traumas that they're dealing with mm-hmm. in a way that they understand it yeah. then they'll go okay well maybe i do need some type of healing or something mm. but we gotta y'all gotta push your stuff and i know society is like oh well, you know it's to this or it's to that right our boys are listening they are, and you're telling their stories. That's why they rock with rap so much, because mm. it's their stories. It's not the most positive aspect, right? But, but it's, it's their story. True.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's their story, and I think that's what we forget. Because uh, uh, again, you know, we we are focused on what you put put in comes out, right? Mm. But I think going back to that piece, but if it's their truth, mm-hmm. then how? What other alternative? Um, or directive can we give them Mm. this we know that this is their truth now what Mm. we can't just eliminate it all together yeah to be like oh you know throw that out but don't give them any other solution right to help them handle their truths that they're going through yeah i think the because
1: i'm i'm a huge fan of um and I guess it's the teacher and me um, <laughs> sentence structures mm. um, and when doving into things and not saying like if I'm, you know, going to be talking to somebody, I need to give you a sentence structure, but I need to give you a structure and how to get through that. Mm-hmm. And that's what they need. And I tell them, um, even in writing, if you have a problem, it needs to be a solution oriented problem. Meaning there you're not just complaining to me. Give me a reason on how to fix this. And one thing that I do with all of my kids is and I even like I carry it in my Bible Mm -hmm. um, and I ask them. So what is your community? What do you see wrong in your community? No, it's what characteristics do you have that you like? Mm. How can you now use those characteristics to better your community? Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of that is what is wrong with your community? Hmm. So then how can you use your characteristics that you love, that you know that you already have? You don't need to go get it. It's not money. Mm -hmm. You have this. How can you use that to better your community? Mm. Um, And it's the problem is there. You're the solution. Mm -hmm. So it's like this is – and that's what I tell them. Like if we want to help them – um or like you said give them an alternative don't have them just speak about their problems so if it was yeah you know my dad was shot and killed and this is that and the other or i saw my dad moving drugs um okay so you saw him moving drugs but what was it that he needed he needed money okay so then what's another way for us to get money well if he went to Mm -hmm. work okay so then why didn't he have a job well because he was always on drugs so then let's fix that get off drugs Get you a job. Now mm-hmm. you have a legal way of making money, and that's very simple. But you can work through them. Right. You know, work through that mm-hmm. with them by just giving, helping them get solutions and putting a mirror in front of them. Mm-hmm. And you know, just ask them like, is is that right? Yeah. You know, is that is that right? Um, what you seeing is that right? And they know.
0: Yeah. They know. They do. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you even like you said, just focusing on the solutions, because even as therapists, you know, especially depending on the clientele, you know, we often use solution focused therapy Mm. and solution focused therapy is just that you come in with this problem. Okay, we see the problem, but what's the solution to Mm. it? So I'm going to break down those irrational thoughts for you to get to this solution right. to this problem we we don't have time to invest on the problem right we already know you're here because of that but we're not dwelling on that right now let's focus on the solutions so yeah. we don't have to repeat this cycle yep. so yes so if you guys have not checked out his CD I would definitely recommend that you guys go listen to yeah, it yeah definitely um, please do 'Cause I know all the songs. Like I, I was literally listening to them all and I was just like, he has a lot to say. Mm. You know, and, and I ain't gonna lie, you know, um <laughs> the language is a bit much, but you know, like he he's speaking the truth though. And he um. was born and raised in the church. Um mm. and he said
1: something about the um something about pain and he mentioned um if pain if we experience everything god experiences then god must um or if god is like if he's only like happy then he must get joy from our pain
0: and i don't know if it's in that, that song so um, is it cuz one part is i've been saw the problem but stay silent cuz i ain't jesus no, he said no. it was something, it, and I know the latter part was um, he
1: God must laugh at our pain because he was saying that God doesn't feel pain, mm. and he was saying basically if God doesn't feel pain, so then when we feel pain, if He's all good, then that means He's He enjoys our pain, and I'm like, okay, you born and raised in the church, like this is what what you doing, you questioning like, cause you know they mm. teach you not to question God, and I'm like. Um, and you know, it just made me think and it was like, Cole, now, you know, um, he's not, you know, benefiting off of our pain, but I mean, that's one of them questions where you like, if it is all good, then when we feel pain, um, you know, what is it? Mm. And he, he just, you know, opens that stuff up, but I'm like, you know, as someone that was just born and raised in the church, it's like, okay, so I'm not questioning that. And I don't think, you know, he does experience laughter or anything from the pain, but He posed a good question that I guess someone that is new to to faith or hearing about God that they would have,
0: yeah. And I was trying, I thought I had it. Um, but you know, it might is it does he
1: have a song called Pain on the album? Um,
0: let's see, because I typed in that and I thought it was leading me to it, Kevin's Heart. Friends, Window. It, yeah, so there's a
1: a song called Window.
0: Is that the one? One Night Grateful. Because um. that is something, you know, to be raised in the church and then... Presenting that question to yeah. the masses, and I was literally like, "Cold," like,
1: because mm, you know. Yeah. but then it's like, okay, we, it needs to be addressed. I think I have this on. So why, why do y'all think best if like why can't the world just be all nice? It's because God is trying to. Um... Oh, okay, no, that. Okay, so this I'm I'm segueing into something else. Um, did you hear the end when the boy was explaining why bad things happen?
0: No, I don't think I heard that. You end. didn't hear,
1: and I was like, "Woo!" Um. So the question was: So why do y'all think bad stuff happens? And and it's a little boy, mm-hmm. and he goes like, "Why can't the world just be?" Or no, the question: So like, why can't the world just be all nice things? Yes, sir. Um. And the boy says, "Because God is trying to warn warn us or teach us a lesson that we need to learn." or he's trying to warn us of he's coming back to see us and take us home and redo the world. He's coming back to have us be his children and for us to see him for the first time so we could rejoice with him and have all the time. And after we do that, he's going to restart the world. Mm -hmm. And this is a little boy saying this. Hmm. And it like the, the piece at the end of it, was really powerful mm-hmm. um and just even hearing like the voices of the the young boys the young boy. um because he, he it was prevalent like a few times hmm. um but yeah it was the album was good so hopefully maybe if we like tag it on instagram put the song yeah and the caption or something yeah on instagram we'll when that. you post it yeah because he no. he definitely said it because i was shocked yesterday when i heard it but mm. um yeah, it, it was just one of those things where he was just like, you know, does, if God is all good when we feel pain, does he um, enjoy our pain? Mm.
0: And it's, okay. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the other side of me, right, though, is looking at the other perspective of it is, do we go through pain because we choose to do it? Mm. Because if we just listen to what God is telling us, yeah. you know, what we necessarily. You know what I mean? Or the other piece, when we go through those pains, all right, we have family members that pass away Mm -hmm. and we were um, looking for some kind of healing Mm -hmm. or something like that. But out of that comes a testimony. Mm -hmm. You know, whether we want to believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. And
1: it it poses the question, um, because I feel like when we deal with a loss of a family member, Mm -hmm. it's not pain. I feel like it's hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like pain is something that, is a, a detriment to you. Yeah. Um, and then I think you were saying about their choices that um everything bad is not painful. Yeah. Um it yeah. may, you know, mm-hmm. hurt your skin a little bit, <laughs> but pain is yeah. like, you know, excruciating mm-hmm. or it's something that's piercing into your skin. So it's like yeah. just because you don't have the money right now or you mm-hmm. didn't get that job. That's not painful. Um, it may have hurt, yes. And even when you lost your family member, yeah. that may have hurt. But what takes the pain aspect away from it is how that family member lived, you know, through you mm-hmm. or the, mm-hmm. the memories that you have. And that's what causes this not to be painful. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, when he said, you know, pain and you said, you know, it's based on your decisions. Like, I want people to understand, like, it's not pain or nothing mm-hmm, that there mm-hmm. is a a point where you can feel negatively, yeah. which is through the hurt, but it's not, um, like pain. I, I, I that could be in terms of figuratively, it mm-hmm. could be a self inflicting thing mm-hmm. where you said like, yeah, you, yeah. you, you didn't, you're not in the wheel anymore. So yeah. now the covering is gone. Mm-hmm. So now there's detriment being caused to you. Yes. So I think, yeah, that, that has to be explained. Um, you know, when coming from that, that piece, but
0: yeah, that has to be explained. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys, I want to hear what you, you have to say about that. Mm -hmm. Give us your thoughts on that. And we'll be right back after this short break from our sponsors today. And don't forget you're listening to the evolving chair podcast. For you the listeners of the Evolving Chair podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com/tecpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com/tecpod for your free audiobook download today. All right, and we are back, you guys. And I still have my beautiful guest, Miss Jasmine. You You know, I I really just love the conversation during pop therapy. Uh. Yes. (laughs) So I just just love that. Mm -hmm. And And you have such a podcast voice. Oh, "Oh
1: thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you do. It's it's really dope. I'm like, okay, this is like people actually have podcasts. Because you think like when you listen to a podcast, Uh like, oh, they put in like sound effects or something. I'm like, she just is like, Podcast, like and I'm like, oh my god, because okay? I don't feel like I have. I, mine is just my voice, but I don't know. But yeah, you. Thank this you. Is, this is your lane. So thank
0: you, definitely. Thank you. Um, well, I feel like our our meat of today can go in any direction really mm-hmm. um, because it, it was so many things that you touched on yesterday just at the super podcast panel okay. that I was just like man like we can talk about so many things yeah. um, with you being an educator and what that looks like mm-hmm. with um, helping children through their own traumas right. or trauma in the classroom mm-hmm. you know with you as a teacher and how do you not engage in those triggers mm-hmm. of your own if there might be some yeah um, Man, and and just like your advocacy and your community work that Mm. you have for the community and for our young black boys. Um, You know what? Forget it. We're going to try and like (laughs) tackle a little bit of everything. (laughs) Well, first, let's talk about your radio show initiative, a little bit about that and how you get into Mm -hmm. um, radio. And even as an educator, what made you want to be an educator and all that good stuff? So the radio
1: show is a, an extension of um, just my dedication to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I never thought I would be in radio, <laughs> um, but it's beautiful to see what it has blossomed into. Yeah. Um, so I'm very appreciative to be in this space, but it's just, and like I was saying to you, it's a um, something for like the homies to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's something for my friends... And not even my friends, but just people in the community that don't delve into the research, mm-hmm. that just don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, I'm putting myself and uh, putting it on my back to push this movement of just getting mm-hmm. our people educated by any means necessary. Um, and saying, like, if I have to dedicate myself to researching as if I'm taking a class <laughs> or as if I'm still in school, um, I will do that to get you guys this content. Mm. Um, and I, I just want our people to be educated because I feel like a lot of the times we... Um, you know, we we see things and mm-hmm. there are some people that are woke that see our yeah. issues and we feel like the people that aren't woke or ignorant Mm -hmm. and i guess they could be ignorant to a point of just not knowing um and i believe the power of not knowing is something that is extremely strong Mm -hmm. so if i can get you to the point of knowing and talking about it you'll be surprised how many people will try to make a difference but the thing is a lot of stuff is hidden from them Mm -hmm. um and i want to bring it to light so with the radio show that's just basically what it is um you know, and I I well when if you listen to the show you'll hear the intro, but it's a um the it starts off with Lauren Hill and she's saying, um, you know, I can't with God I basically fail. And mm. then um it goes into uh I don't know if you've heard the little girl um doing the um the po- why am I forgetting my whole intro? <laughs> um, she's doing the the she does a poem and she's sitting at a, a talk show on TV and it's a little black girl. Mm. Um it's hey black child, um y'all can look it up. But it it says it's saying, Hey black child, um, do you know that you can do anything that mm-hmm. you wanna do? Mm-hmm. Um and then it goes into Jay Z and he says the I'm helping the culture and he goes these people are my community these people are my cousins Um, and that's exactly how I feel Mm. Um, these people are my cousins I'm connected to them and then it goes into Angela Rye and she's um, she says what do you do after you read Mm. Um, what do you you know do at the end of everything after you know that you are woke you know at the end of everything now what do you do Um, And then it goes into like introducing who I am. But Mm -hmm. that's the basis of it. Like it's God. It's the children. I got the community. And then now that you've been educated on what's going on and how to make a difference, Mm -hmm. we got to wake up. Mm -hmm. And it's like waking and not even just wake up, wake up, get out and get out the house. Because if you you wake up for work but you never leave you're not getting your check
0: Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm.
1: if we wake up in the community but we never leave you know and go figure out how we can pour back into the community you're not gonna get that check of bettering the people around you so and and that in a sense just explains what it is and why I'm so passionate because I like I said you're nobody messes with your cousins Mm. um and I don't want anybody to mess with our community so I'm just solely like committed to bringing whatever it is um Mm -hmm. and the kids they actually are the sole reason for like the brand they're the sole reason for the radio show Mm -hmm. they these kids that are criminalized these kids Mm -hmm. that are you know we write them off these kids that are gangbangers they Mm -hmm. are my muse yeah um so like when people are just like why do you i'm like they have given me so much inspiration they give me purpose to wake up every single day Mm -hmm. as long as there are kids that are hurting i have somewhere to go um whether that's me getting a paycheck or not my purpose will still be fulfilled as long as there's a kid on this earth that needs loving um and that's why you know they have given me like what my gift is to the world has came from them Um, and that's initiative. So they, and I tell them, you know, often they don't know everything that I do, but, um, (laughs) they know, like I let them follow the page. Um, They know that. So they're able to see. And I'm like, you know, yeah, like this, this started for me having my first class, sitting in the math class and being, and feeling hopeless because they weren't, Mm -hmm. they, before I started teaching them, I got the class from another teacher and he left. Um, and that happens a lot in in LA, Mm -hmm. um, got the class and they were wild. And I'm just like, Okay, so what am I like really this is how y'all you yeah. know going to be and and they weren't understanding. So I had to really like put myself in the in a desk and learn them and mm-hmm. learn how to teach them and then get up in front of them and then teach them. Mm-hmm. Um and that was like the biggest game changer for me. When I said when I realized and I gave them the power to teach me and not saying like, "Oh, you get in the class in front of the class and tell me about yourself," mm-hmm. but I just watched. I just mm-hmm. watched and I okay, so You're not understanding this like this. okay? so then what about if I do this? Mm -hmm. Oh, you understand it like that? okay? so then maybe if I teach the whole class like this, they'll get it. Mm. And I became a student of them. And once the the roles switched and I gave them the power to teach me Mm -hmm. within my mind, because it had nothing to do with them. I didn't need to say anything to them. But in my mind, I gave them the power to teach me. I became more effective to them. Um, so like when, when I say my kids though, they, (laughs) they have my entire heart. Um, I will do anything for them, um, because they have given me my gift to the world, which is Mm -hmm. like my baby. They have given me, um, the reason to push on. Um, Mm -hmm. like it's, that's just as deep as it is. They just have given me that. So Mm -hmm. with that, the community, and like I said, it's family for me, um, black people are family for me even Mm. if it's like because I live in Compton in the hood um even if it's like prostitutes Mm -hmm. that's still family
0: Mm.
1: and that's just getting that um after I got that point like their family um it was just like yeah once you can accept a prostitute Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. it's like yeah everybody else is good you Know <laughs> everybody else is cool, like yeah. So once I got that, it was like, yeah, when I see black people, we're all family, even if you're causing detriment to us. Um, mm. we're not gonna put you out on the hanger to try. You're gonna come in here, we're mm-hmm. gonna talk to you, probably very sternly. Um, <laughs> but we don't get it together, but we're not gonna send you to get fixed by somebody else, mm. we're gonna help mm. you. Um, so yeah, that's. Pretty much. I don't know if I answered all the That's questions.
0: Good. Um what what motivated you to be an edu- to want to be an educator?
1: Um my so my grandmother at the so she's um a preschool director. They have a preschool in the back of the church. Um my mother is a she has a daycare mm-hmm. in the house or in the garage. Um and I just saw that I didn't want to deal with like babies. Okay. Um I wanted to do elementary. Oh. Um and then I was like, No, um, they're they're just a little too clingy. Um <laughs> so then I found out middle school was my my niche after being in high school okay. and seeing the high schoolers and then seeing the seniors because I was twenty one. Okay. Um and uh, they were so eighteen. You clo- yeah. Yeah. So it was like, uh, miss, like, you know what you doing? And it's like <laughs> Um, I'm going back to middle school. Yeah, I won't be here anymore. So I did that. Um, and middle school just it it just became like you know my heart. But in term, I mean, I, I saw like service on very like since I was younger. Um, especially being uh my grandparents being preachers, and then my parents now in the ministry. Um, I saw educating. Um, mm. early on, I saw leadership. Early on, um, I saw my grandmother as a director because I went to the preschool too, so I mm. saw her every day. Um, and then my mother, like, I saw her, you know, educating these kids, so it just became something that I just um, learned how to love and mm. do. And then my dad. He always always told me I'll be a math teacher. <laughs> and I would say, "No, I'm not." Because I didn't I only liked one of my math teachers. Um and he's my favorite teacher to this day. But um he would always say that. And I was um very opinionated as much and I was this opinionated when I was younger, uh-huh. which was to a fault because I would get in trouble because <laughs> I would just say whatever. Uh-huh. Um and now it it has blossomed into such a beautiful thing where I'm now able to advocate for people yeah. um and advocate freely. But my dad, he would and I would get into it with some of my teachers and stuff and I was, you know, smart in my work. But, um, you know, my mouth would just get me in trouble sometimes. <laughs> and he would always say, you're going to be a math teacher. You're going to be a math teacher. And that was the first class that I had. Wow. It was a, a math, math class, class. and I fell in love with it.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, And, you know, with your dad, my dad constantly, like, telling me that, I guess it just stuck. And it actually, you know, blossomed into something. But I, I've just been around educators. Um and And they educated the babies, mm. so and, and seeing that and and they have very very important roles um I come along like later where they're like <laughs> thirteen fourteen, and okay. Lord Jesus, uh-huh. all of the you know the impact that they've had, but yeah, um it just it just felt natural like it was never like a oh, I want to be a teacher, oh
0: mm. it was just
1: like a Okay, uh, I don't want to do a teaching, but I think I do, and mm-hmm. here I am. So,
0: so, your degree is in education,
1: so yeah. I'm actually still in school, okay. so then I'm doing the long term seven thing. Um, oh. but the yes, yeah, so the degree is going towards education, which okay. is uh, liberal studies, okay. Um, but yeah, so then the long term seven thing it gets me in the classroom while I'm like Mm -hmm. you know can take the classes so yeah yeah yeah. so it's it's working um but yeah and that that also is how I figured I didn't want to do high school or elementary (laughs) yeah that's from (laughs) doing this so I'm just like yeah it was too much but yeah yeah, it's working
0: okay awesome Mm -hmm. I love that and now um just seeing because you primarily work with the middle school age Mm -hmm. now and so like you you had said you know you get them um after so much impact has come their way yeah how do you work with those individuals that are exhibiting the emotional dysregulation so you know um where they are really anxious or really frustrated and they're throwing things, yelling, cussing, mm-hmm. ready to fight and you know it looks like they're going 0 to 100 real quick. Mm-hmm. How do you work with those children in the classroom? Um it it
1: depends cuz sometimes you got to show them who you are um mm-hmm. a little bit. Sometimes you got to give them that energy. Some of them um you got to kind of like, "Okay, so what what are you going through?" Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's what's the deal? Um, and it, it just really, it depends on the student. That's what I was saying about learning them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our schools, I know in LA try to give you a blueprint on how to deal with all of them, mm. which is not effective. Yeah. Um, some of them I can go off on them, um, and they'll come back and apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them I have to nurture. Some of them I have to care for. Some of them, um, you let them be. Mm. But it depends on who that child is and what relationship you developed. And it's funny because I took two of my boys out on Thursday and um I went off on one of them <laughs> last year. And they were like, Miss Gates, do you remember when um you he stopped talking to me after this? <laughs> um, for like a week and this is one that I'm like this with okay. so everybody was like "Miss Gates and Ryan why, like why and they, his friends were like Ryan just go talk to her just go talk to her and I'm like you're disrespectful don't say anything to me like you're uh-huh. so di-. and I'm like because I treated him like he was my brother mm. Um, and I treated him so well and he knew that so when he did what he did I'm just like no I'm not talking and I'm like no don't come in my classroom no more no he can come but you can't mm-hmm. Um, and they brought it up and he was just like yeah, you know, I was wrong for that, and this is like a year later,
0: mm. and he
1: was just like, "No, I was wrong, um, for that." But because we have this close knit, and I think I was yeah. telling you, um, I'm I'm not pouring into the next generation. This mm-hmm. is my generation that I'm pouring yeah. into. So when I do treat them, um, the way that I do, it's more it's it's more so of a big sister thing. Yeah, and it's a different dynamic from when a teacher is like been in the game for like 30 years it's yeah. a completely different yeah. dynamic where i kind of have to have that edge on them because i have to use that to my advantage the mm-hmm. fact that they can feel as close to me um and you know we got into it and he he brought it up he was just like yeah those were good times but i was wrong and i shouldn't <laughs> did that but he was just, you know and and that has became a part of our relationship that has Aww. became a part of you know the resume of our yeah. relationship where he was just like you know, we got into it and the fact that it bettered and it mm-hmm. got better. And he came up to me like, maybe, it went on for like a few days. But because he was always by me, he was always mm-hmm. with me. Everybody knew. The students were like, she's really mad mm-hmm. at him. Like, what did he do? Mm-hmm. And he remembered that. Both of them did. And they were just like, you know, it was something that they they remembered and he knew he was wrong and he, you know, now is able mm. to address it. And now, you know, we're we're good. And I wasn't, of course, was not going to let that go on for too long. Mm-hmm. It was going to be fixed. But I needed him to know, like, I treat you like you are mine mm. and you disrespected me. Hmm. Um, and, and that's one thing, too, where we have to hold them accountable. A lot of our teachers aren't holding them accountable like that. Yeah, so then they're not then. learning their... um. How to reprimand themselves. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that um, and then another incident, um, a boy, he he told me. So this is the first day I was at this school and he said, oh, you must need some. And he said it very explicitly. So I'm like, (laughs) what? And he said, yeah. And then another boy goes and I will give it to her. Y'all got to get out you got to get out now so and i was so mad i didn't remember who said it Uh but i was gonna i was at the school for like um a few months and i'm actually still at the school um and one of the boys and we have a good relationship so he came up to me and he was like um another boy he said weren't you seven in the bio class and i was like um yeah and i said were you the boy that i kicked out and the boy that i have the relationship with he was like uh no, Miss Case, that was me. I was <gasps> like, What? That was you? I didn't remember. He was like, Yeah, I never said anything. And I'm like, but we're so good now. And I was like, and then somebody goes, Why did she kick you out? And he said, Because I said something that was distasteful. Mm. And this is 13 14. Hmm. And he knew that. But yeah. but he didn't allow that moment to affect our relationship. Because the relationship good. was good, but I yeah. was so, you know, like in the moment, I didn't right. even know that that was him. Like, and it's what? been months. <laughs> um, it's been months of me being at the school. Yeah, and I no, even okay. in my head was like, I don't remember who it was. And I had now building relationship with the kids. I just didn't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. And he just let me know, like, literally a few days ago. He was like, yeah, I said something distasteful. And I knew I knew what he was talking about, but I didn't know that it was him. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, that was you? And he was like, yeah, I, I said something distasteful. I should have been kicked out. And I go, that's the beauty in our kids. They know when they're mm-hmm. wrong. They don't mind apologizing. And when you show love to them, when you are caring to them, mm-hmm. they'll come back and come get that love from you. Mm-hmm. And they know that they, they need to correct some things to get that love from you. Mm-hmm. So
0: they know. And that that's good to know because I'm just thinking with um the teachers that I work with. um The ones that have more struggles are the ones that are with like the fifth graders mm. so you know fifth grade we'll but like 10 11 right. so you know you just want to do y'all things right. um and you know i i have those teachers that let their personal feelings get in the way of mm. of Even this kid like blossoming to their optimal potential, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I just be like, "Mm, if you can put past your own personal stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, to really be able to get through to this kid, you would see a big difference But because they let their own personal issues Mm -hmm. um, interfere with the relationship. So how do you avoid it? Because I think, you know, especially dealing with that age range. Like, I'll be like, child, this ain't for me. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, Jesus, yeah. How do you not? Right, because the boy's saying, she needs some, And I'm going to be the one to give it to. Like, yeah. you like, what? Yeah. Uh-uh, we not doing that? <laughs> like, before I lose
1: my job, please get out of this classroom. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, because I, I will lose my job.
0: Yeah, so how do you not take those things personally? Um, I think you,
1: you have to always have the child's, like, interest in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, all the time um even with I had a parent and this is like real stuff it can't be made up <laughs> 2 weeks ago a parent came in and um she tried to fight me mm. and she busted in the classroom she's going off she had her 19 year old daughter come and sit in a desk and film everything and i'm sitting there like 5 minutes before school is over um and in my head you know i'm like okay so i'm in front of the kids Usually, I'm I'm just there, like, nah, you. This is what you want to do. Let's handle it. Let's get it done. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna give you what you want since you want to act out. But I had to get in teacher mode and tell her, like, yo, this is not, you know, the kids are still in here. Class is about to be out. And tell, you know, address her. Um, and also, what had to go through my head was if I react the way that this parent mm. wants me to react, I lose the trust of her daughter.
0: Mm-hmm. I lose her
1: trust because when she comes into my class, I'm now that teacher that went off or put hands on her mother and mm-hmm. I can't compete with that. Yeah. So I have to suppress every single thing and, and being caught off guard like yes. that by someone that's just like ready. Like she came in like this, like this ball like ready. I'm like, I've never seen anybody mm-hmm. like even do that. Mm-hmm. Um but I had to end that mindset, and that's why I say the kids are so important to me because they bring out the best qualities of me. Because mm-hmm. I would have never, on the street, I would have never thought to suppress those feelings. But in the face of those kids, I do. And they they teach me patience. They teach me how to deal with you know, adversity when it's mm-hmm. in your face. And the fact that I was able to suppress that, and I'm like... Not like hot tempered, but I don't like being like tested like that Mm -hmm. and especially off guard. And if you asking for something, I'm gonna give it to you. Um, (laughs) So the fact that I was able to suppress that and not cuss her out and not say nothing to her and not go off because of that child. Those children are very powerful to me. But at the end of the day, when she came back, it was fine. Mm -hmm. But if I would have went off on her, her mother, I would have lost that child. Yeah. and that's just not something that i'm willing to do is lose a child mm. um so it's they because i have them and and they who they are in mind um i have to constantly think like okay so i can go off on you as, as a child i can not cussing at them but i can go mm-hmm. off on you um but then i have to understand okay like i need to make sure that i'm willing to also apologize to you after this mm-hmm. and i tell them all the time i'm i'm gonna break your ego And I'm going to tear you down, but I'm building your spirit up Mm -hmm. and I'm going to build your spirit up and your confidence will be built up. You will know that you are something in this world. Mm -hmm. You will know that what society paints you as is not Mm -hmm. who you are. And I go, I don't mind going off on these kids because at the end of the day, I have a lot of my kids come back and apologize to me because they know I love them dearly. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that they're getting and they know that. So when it comes to like not letting your personal feelings get involved, I mean, I would say. You have to, but you if you're going to let your personal feelings get involved, it has to be a thousand percent. Mm. It can't be, oh, only when they're happy. Now I want to be happy. No, mm-hmm. if you're, you're going to be happy when they're happy, but then when they're down, you're going to be upset. You got to match everything. And if not, then just be happy mm. all the time. Or just be mad all the time. But don't mm-hmm. pick, oh, happy then. And when you're mad, I want to be upset. When you're mad, I want to pick on you. No, if they're upset, now identify with their feelings and now move forward. But you, your personal feelings, in order to be effective with our kids, they have to play a part. But you, you have to learn how to navigate through them. And it's tough because when you have over 100 kids, you now mm-hmm. have to tune in to each and every one of them. And that's not easy. Mm. Um, so it's like... Our teachers need to really understand or figure out for themselves, like, is this what you want to do? Mm. Like, our our yeah. g- generation of kids, they're hurting. Yes. They're they're not. It's not that they need to be taught mm-hmm. more. They're hurting. Yes. So I can't. Before I grab an expo yes. marker, I have to put that down. Before I do attendance, I have to. All right, we good. Are you okay? Yeah. You walking in tri- like you tripping today. You going to be good with me? Mm-hmm. Did something happen? You know, and these mm-hmm. are the conversations that I'm like, "Are you yes. tripping today? No, you good?" All right, cuz I didn't do nothing to you, but you, you know, you yeah, tripping, you, you need come to here talk. With, yeah. And that's literally how I talk to them. And they're like, "Okay, and if something is wrong, um I have my boy, the I think Friday, one of, you know, and these are these little gang bangers. Um one of them didn't come to school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Where's TJ?" And he's like, oh, he didn't come to school. Somebody, you know, was trying to get him or something. And we're in in class mm. with another teacher. And I'm like, who's trying to get him? And he looks at me like, teacher's in here. And I'm like, I'm a teacher. And he was like, no, <laughs> let's go outside. So we go outside oh, and wow. he tells me. And I go, that really did something to me, the fact that he trusts me like that. Mm. Because, in, you know, now I'm, I'm asking because I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. But then most teachers, you're not telling, especially with stuff like that. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, he got into it with so-and-so yesterday after school. So now so-and-so said he's bringing him up to the school. So that's why he didn't come. Mm. So now I'm like, all right, let me hit TJ up. Let me see what's going on. But then if I wasn't that teacher that showed them that they could trust me, then that wouldn't have came out. Mm. And, you know, I have there. you know, I've had my kids been shot before. Um, One of my kids actually passed away. Mm. Um, So it it's very necessary that I'm very in tune with them because yeah. two days could go by and I could not have a kid. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I need to know yet. Yeah, okay. TJ said y'all are brothers. And that's what I tell my boy son And they'll tell me like, no, I'm not messing with him no more. And I go, no, y'all, if y'all under me, y'all brothers. Mm-hmm. And I connect y'all <laughs> because of me, like I'm your blood. Mm-hmm. Um, And I tell them like, no, y'all are brothers. They- this beefing or whatever. And I'm like, I will take y'all out to dinner and y'all will settle this and try to fight. <laughs> And I'm like, no, you, I connect you guys. You guys are brothers. Mm. And that's just, you know, what it is. But not everybody is willing to do that. Mm-mm. And if not, then all of your personal feelings need to be removed from what you're doing with these kids. And you go in and you teach them and you leave. Yeah. And that's it. But don't don't try to be emotionally involved if you're not going to be emotionally involved. Even when they come in and they're mm-hmm. they're trying to fight you or cuss yeah. you out, and you want to oh I can't no deal with him, mm. deal with him. You signed up for this job, deal with him. Mm. So it's you know it's it's one of those things. It's if you have you you signing up to be a teacher. There's no <laughs> you you can't you can't just
0: teach like. You, you can't just yeah. expect just to teach and just do that no you have to provide that social emotional support as mm-hmm. well
1: and there's I, somebody was like we were sitting in a pd um and she was like well i need to know my job description and i'm like can i say <laughs> something we're dealing with human beings okay. what job is what job description like what even if it's just a math teacher what job description are you going to give me We're dealing with the, from South Central. So y'all saw the wood, y'all saw dope. Those kids, Mm -hmm. that's who we're dealing with. And you, a a job description? Mm. Like maybe if it was one kid, but you got upwards of a hundred kids and you want a job description? You're in the wrong, McDonald's will give you a job description if that's what you're looking for. This, you're dealing Mm. with human lives. I mean, it's very equivalent to being like a a preacher or something. You know, you're dealing with humans. It's it's no job description for teaching. Mm. You won't be able to find that anywhere. Wow.
0: Can I see my job description? What? (laughs) Like, and I'm... (laughs) I mean, maybe in a school like that is more affluent. Mm. Um, Maybe. Not Mm. with our kids. No. And I think that is the misconception um, because even the the school that I'm housed at... um, then I work with the teachers, you know, it is, it is more of a, um, an urban school. Mm. Um, and, and, and the teachers are predominantly white. And so... I'm coming there, you know. Of course, I I have the other end of it, just as a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're dealing with these little black kids. Okay, we need to understand the culture, though. Like mm-hmm. you can't just start the day off like the morning meetings, right? Do your check in. Don't be doing math problems right. during morning meetings. No, check with these kids on yeah. how they how they night went. Because mm-hmm. some of them gonna give you the real, and are you prepared to hear the real?
1: Right. And it, it and sometimes that real, is, is deep. Hootie, yeah, and I'm like, do the kids gravitate towards you? Mm-hmm. And and that's mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah. We, you know, when you, when the teachers or the admin do not reflect the demographic of the students, when someone does mm-hmm. come in that reflects them, they automatically will gravitate towards you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that's that's going on in L.A. too. We have uh, Teach for America, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. where they have you know, teachers predominantly white teachers coming and from like out Midwest area mm-hmm. and they um, put them in a program and they give them housing in South Central and, mm. in hoods um, and they have to only stay for two years so you sitting in there one you frustrated because you can't deal with these kids um, and now the admin basically has to deal with you because you're on a two year contract mm. and these kids are not learning
0: mm. and they you, only there like I'm doing my two years and I'm out
1: yeah and then our kids are now suffering. They already have separation anxiety because you don't know who's not there in their family. So now when they come in here, they're now feeling separated from you. And then we get a lot of teachers that leave. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, like the school that I was at last year, um, we had two teachers stay for the whole year. Wow. Two. Everybody else was like a long-term sub or we had a new sub basically every week for that class. So then you have these kids that are dealing with separation anxiety. Now it's, it's now happening again in the classroom. Mm. So now I don't trust you. So now when you come in, I'm cussing you out when you step through the door.
0: Cause you ain't going to be here. Cause I know
1: you aren't going to be here and I'm going to help it and move it faster. Mm. And, and they do that. So then I come in and what, that's what happened last year when I came in after they had had a lot of subs and a teacher had left. I'm like, I'm about to do this with y'all. So y'all gonna sit down. But I'm not leaving. And I'm, like, I'm going to get a check regardless. So we can sit in here and be quiet or y'all can learn. And because I'm starting with them and they can identify with me and they can see, yeah. oh, well, she looks like, and subconsciously, she looks like my mom. She looks like my sister. She looks like mm-hmm. my aunt. So she must have my, you know, best interest in mind. Um, and they'll, you know, do what I ask. But I'm like, I have to be very stern. I have some fourth graders. I'm like, y'all going to sit down. <laughs> Like, no, we're we gonna restart, turn these lights off, and y'all gonna calm down. I don't know if y'all got sleep last night or not, but mm-hmm. y'all gonna calm down. Like, and I have to do it with the fourth graders, little nine year olds. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are gonna restart today, and y'all coming in here crazy, like some animals. And I go, so should I? And I tell them all the time, if I trip, who tripped first? And they go, we did. Okay, so then why am I tripping right now? <laughs> we didn't come in here to write, okay, so now let's redo this. like let's turn off the lights. y'all gonna sit here for five minutes uh-huh. and then if y'all want to talk, I'm taking out of your lunch. No, not our lunch no, yes, your lunch, so be quiet and we I get my five minutes and then we restart. and those are ten year olds. So then imagine <laughs> when I'm with 14 and fifteen. I'm not mm-hmm. playing any games. so I'm like and sometimes you gotta be rough with them, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna get what I need out of them.
0: Mm. And I'm
1: and like I said, I'm turn, egos got to come down. Them attitudes with them girls got to come down. Mm-hmm. But your spirit, you gonna leave out of here knowing that you are somebody. Mm. That like that's that's a definite thing with me. You're gonna leave out of here knowing that you are somebody, or knowing that you are loved, and that you can constantly come back to me. Mm-hmm. So then at the end of us, you know, having this relationship, you're gonna know someone loves you, or know you know yeah. at, at least that. So. You know, I don't I don't mind tearing them down and all the attitudes and the egos and all of that. I don't mind doing that because I know at the end of the day, I'm still bu- I'm building up the child. Mm. So that,
0: you know, that goes into a lot. Yes. Well, I commend you for that work, Um Thank because, you, you know, I, I definitely wish more teachers would go in with the mindset that we are dealing with the generation of what I um like to call the new normal because mm-hmm. we have these kids. Trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma. Mm-hmm. And they're getting sent to school, right? And so they have no other way to let out these emotions but on those people in front of them. Because they can't do it at home because you're right. going, you know.
1: <laughs> and there nobody there. Right,
0: right. And ain't nobody there. Right. So... Yeah, it, it's it's some tough work for educators. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, Jasmine, how do you practice self-care? Mm. And that's funny
1: because people are like shoving that down um, my throat. Just like, okay, so what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, um, you know, I am traveling a little more. And I tell people like if I could sit on a plane for 20 hours, I would. Because <laughs> it forces you to not. You can't be on your phone. You can't be on your computer. You have to either go to sleep or watch mm-hmm. a movie. And I'm like, if I could just sit on a plane for 20 hours, I would. Like, and they're like, that's too long. No, the work that I do is a lot. Um, so it, it's the traveling. It helps, but then as you can see, like you know, I'm going places, and then I love meeting people um, and networking. So mm-hmm. then, if I can go and have stuff to do out there, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm networking. Um, but you know, church. Mm-hmm. Church has always been refuge for me. Um, it's always been a reset for me, mm-hmm. only because I've been going my whole life. So <laughs> it's it's every, you know, oh, yeah. you go through your six days, Sunday you're in the church, now you're ready to hit another six days. Um, and that's been since I was a baby. And mm-hmm. I haven't realized how much of a reset it has been until maybe like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. And I've been in church my entire that's life. It. And I didn't realize how, how effective it was in terms of my self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that... Um, that would probably be it. I don't, I mean, there are some days not a lot where I can like chill, um, and you know, do that, but it's not a lot of, um, just me taking care of myself, which is a problem. But then I'm Mm. like, I'm also young and there's a lot that needs to be done. Um, and not in terms of the world, but just in terms of like the brand and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm like, I got to make sure I'm ready for these kids. I got to make sure I'm doing the homeless event once a month. I got to make sure Mm -hmm. these poetry events are going up once a month. Um, I got to make sure the blog is done. I got to make sure every Saturday I'm ready for this radio show. Mm. Um, the radio show is actually a safe space for me. Okay. Um, that's a release for sure. Being in the studio by myself, I have a lot of transparent moments in there. Mm-hmm. And like I think you were saying, being, you know, learning about yourself, that's definitely a safe place. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's not a lot. Being in my car, and those are like minor things, <laughs> you know, like. And it's just like at this point in time, you just got to kind of like find where you can find get solitude, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just different stuff like that. Um. You know, I work out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but, yeah, I will try to, like, go to my parents' house and chill with my brothers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not any, it's not as much as it should be because okay. I'm being tugged on a lot, um, mm-hmm. especially just every day with the kids. And then after that, yeah. whatever it is that I'm doing, but it, it should be more. Um, It definitely should be. I just got to find the... Well, I'm going to challenge you. Okay.
0: Now that I got your number and okay. stuff like that, I'm going to be checking on you because you. I think just us in that helping profession Mm -hmm. we have to learn to take a step back to recharge ourselves Mm. because you know especially when we're pouring into these babies and you know they come with some heavy and real stuff and it can be so draining Mm -hmm. now you left with what and you still got to do your radio show you still got to do your blog um your community service Mm -hmm. you know like all these great things that you are doing thank you but yet you need to take care of yourself in order to continue to do these great right. things this, and to do even true. more. Yeah. That's <laughs> so I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to hold myself accountable <laughs> to make sure you hold yourself accountable to Thank take care you. of you more. Yes. So that's what we, and y'all, we're going to have like a follow up. You know how the shows be like, you know, six months after or yes. like two weeks
1: after <laughs> life after. Right. We're going to do that. The evolving chair life after. <laughs>
0: yes yes well miss jasmine can you let the audience know how they can connect with you because i know it's people that's gonna listen and be like she is so dope i need to connect oh, with you. her i appreciate
1: that um at the initiative um it's the initiative no we at the end if you don't know how to spell the initiative you got to look it up in the dictionary take the e out Um educating the culture with the name of the brand uh we gonna learn how to spell initiative it's a lot of people that don't know how to spell it um but take the e out and then we're good but yeah you can follow the brand um and that's where you can see like all the stuff, you know, that we do. Um and, and you said that I'm I'm dope. I'm 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 no different from the next person. I just get up, you know, every day and, and I see a need. Um a lot of people don't see the need, so they're not working. Mm. Um, but yeah, that that's it. But you can go on the page and then see, um, we have merchandise out, there's a blog, there's a radio show. So there's different ways for you to um tag along and and get with this movement. It's just community enrichment is what I, you know, take pride in. So that's what it is at the initiative no e at the end on instagram
0: yes (laughs) yes well thank you so much thank you for having me before we dive off i like to end with a wellness tip and a wellness tip could be like a podcast a song Mm -hmm. a technique um a tool for people to be able to use to help them evolve into their best self
1: okay oh for me i want you i want you to share that with our listeners what (laughs) is a wellness tip for them
0: um
1: I would say learning to um, learn yourself. Um, I've been talking a lot about, like, self-love lately. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a post and it was saying, like, why are people, you know, shaming people into self-love? And my thing was, if you are able to read this, you've overcome a lot. You've been through so much, and that is the very reason why you should love yourself. Mm. Um, even if you feel like you're not where you need to be, even mm-hmm. if you feel like there's a lot of work or that what you're doing is not right, you mm-hmm. made it till however old you are today. And that is the very reason why you should love yourself. So self-love is not an option. Self-love is not secondary mm. to anything. Um if you're hearing this, no matter what it is that you did the minute before, you have overcome something, and that is the very reason that you should love yourself. Mm. Um, so that would be my wellness tip: is it's not an option. Mm. It's it's not an option. You that's mandatory.
0: Mm, I love that. Another word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Another word. <laughs>
0: So we're going to use hashtag self love. Yes, yes. And it is mandatory, as Mm -hmm. Jasmine said. It's not an option. Yes. Oh, I love option. that. I
1: love that. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Milwaukee, man. Right. I, yes, yeah. I you know, I didn't know like I said, I pray, you know, God let these <laughs> this be your intentions. Um yeah. and he does it every time that I can, you know, now I got family out here in Milwaukee. Yes, Who would have thought? Do. Who would have thought? But yeah, I, I'm so appreciative. <laughs> right. Where there are
0: black people in Milwaukee.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. This is this is dope. I'm I'm so excited. So excited to go back to LA and just um you know rebuild off the energy that y'all have fed me um and just go out there and you know be energized so i'm excited awesome awesome
0: well thank you again to my beautiful guest jasmine and today's sponsor audible of the show and until next time you guys be well and peace yes peace Hey TC listeners! Don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And don't forget to connect with me on social media: on Instagram at the Evolving Chair, Facebook the Evolving Chair, Twitter at the Evolving Chair without the R, and my new email address podcast at theevolvingchair.com. So send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with LaKeisha.